It's time to raise the roof for our 70th episode. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 70, our newest episode of Raise the Roof. The fearsome foursome is here. Me, Gibby, Bree, and Evan were all here to talk about the Rays. Good vibes uh, with the Rays right now. They just took uh, last two games in the Baltimore series. Obviously, we talked about game one with Brian Menendez um, and all four of us in episode 69. Uh, Very nice episode. Go check that one out if you guys haven't yet. Uh, We're going to talk about those two games. Plus, we're going to be previewing the Cleveland series that's coming up this weekend uh before we get going if you guys want to follow stay in the know with what's going on at rtr uh social media raise the roof tv our website raise the roof tv.com our twitch channel raise the roof twitch we're going to get that mlb uh the show tournament going our youtube channel raise the roof and if you guys want to sponsor us if you want to sponsor the pod sponsor uh anything at raise the roof and or if you have any comments questions concerns about anything raise the roof tv at gmail.com make sure to email us there and this podcast, wherever you found it, you're doing a fantastic job. So keep on keeping on there. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Just look us up. So make sure to share, subscribe, and leave us a review. Uh, how's everyone doing? Pretty good. That, that's holy crap. I'm good at it. Oh, my God. There's a fly on my camera. I just saw the fly come through. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> the fly wants to be part of the podcast. Can we get your initial thoughts, Mr. Fly? Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope, it's okay. How are we all doing? Gibby, Gibby says he's doing pretty well. Good. I mean, great win today. Very. I don't know why that just felt like a huge win, but I like I like Austin Meadows being in the spot to give us the, the walk off victory. So that felt great, honestly. It was a very frustrating game, but in the end, it was not frustrating. So that's good. But most important thing. Yeah. Bree, um, how are you? <laughs> you know. I just don't like the city of Seattle right now, but whatever. Uh, the reason why Bree is saying that is because Yanni the- Gord was taken in the NHL expansion. I'm surprised they didn't take Tyler Johnson, though. Like, yeah. Dude, I, I remember literally a week ago, Yanni Gord mm-hmm. was running around in full rain with a lightning flag. Yeah, he was and Florida now, man, like, he climbing was, up like, on the speaker <laughs> thing. He became, my like, one of my favorite players, like, right at that moment. <laughs> and then gone. and now he's gone. But this like someone warned me that that might happen. By the way, they were like, yeah. "Oh, he's, he's gone." Like, it's I mean, it made sense, but like Yanni's really good. But like Tyler Johnson just m- makes a lot more sense to me because like I mean, first of all, he's not getting paid like that much. He's gonna be paid five mil next year, then three to four mil the next two years, and he's under contract for the next three years. So like that makes a, t- a lot more sense. I feel like, and he's really good. Like, and he's a veteran. Like he's not old, but he's older, so he could be a leader. I mean, we kind of thought, I kind of thought the Bolts were going to figure out a way to, you know, make some kind of deal to get them to take Johnson, honestly, but I guess not. It's so sorry, Gordon. It, it is, it is unfortunate how it is, but uh, we do press on and we do continue from that. I want to say shout out to um, Eddie Alvarez. I know that, I don't know if we've yeah. ever talked about him on here, but um, he was a rookie on the Marlins. Uh, the reason why our last year he was working on the Marlins. He's not in baseball right now, though he might be in a minor league system. I don't really know what's going on with it. But um, the reason why he's cool is because he was an Olympic figure skater, won silver at the speed 2014. Skater, not figure skater. S- sorry, speed skater. My bad. That, yeah, that's actually my bad. Cool. Yeah. So like um, Apollo Anton Ono, that kind of that kind of person. Um, he won. He won uh, the silver medal at the 2014 Sochi Olympics, the Winter Olympics in speed skating. And now he's on Team USA for the Summer Olympics, and he's going to be one of the flag bearers, flag carriers, along with Sue Bird, which is really cool. I know Sue that he's Bird not a race player, but of uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy fame. I don't. Is she in? 
I'm pretty I, sure she's Diana, one of the Diana Taurasi's in it, not isn't her. She, isn't she one of the bad guys? No, is Diana Taurasi's the... Oh, that's Taurasi. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. You know the difference. I, Just because they're both UConn players don't make the difference. I, mean, I, I haven't seen the movie, so... <laughs> I haven't seen the movie either, as I take a swig of this gallon of half and half. <laughs> oh, man. Hydrated. Oh on it on it <laughs> yeah i have has anyone seen the movie quick quick aside i, I have not i, <laughs> no, I don't really plan bad. to either <laughs> i kind of like the first one i mean maybe i'll maybe i'll see yeah, yeah, i like the first watch. one but if i watched the first one again i probably wouldn't like it as much it's because oh, that was yeah. with the goat and this one is just unnecessary yeah yeah I, I i agree the goat bill murray of course the MVP of the game. Without Bill Murray, there is no victory for yeah, the for honestly, the Toon Squad. That is that is one percent true. Cub, huge Cubs fan, Bill Murray. Huge Cubs fan. Hundred percent. Bringing it back to baseball. We always know how to bring it back to baseball. Well, let's continue on with the baseball thing. Uh, Rays took two out of three against the O's. Won the last two games of the series. How do we feel about those two games? Obviously, uh, well, today's game was was an interesting affair. Uh, they ended up pulling it out in the end. I'm pretty sure everyone just. Man, that was it, it. Was something, but how do we feel about that? Uh, how, how do we feel the last two games? I have a question. First of all, what when do you guys think the last time a catcher has had a home run and a triple in the same game? Because <laughs> I was wondering that last night, and now you, I'm gonna look well, it up I mean, right Benji, now. But... I mean, Benji Molina hit for the cycle, but that was in like 2010. That was a while ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. I get. I bet you Salvi has like some Mickey Mouse triple in a game. <laughs> Maybe like JT Romuto. Is he fast? JT Real Muto is pretty mm. fast. I would say he's one of the faster catchers in baseball. I, I don't think that uh, Buster Posey would have done that um, <laughs> just because, you know, of that. And, you know, probably some that. obscure catcher that we like have never, some backup catcher for like the Reds or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, like, maybe. Who the, um, Tim LaCastro? Is he, is he a catcher? No, he's an outfielder. Oh, whoops. Forget about that. It definitely wasn't Tim LaCastro. Oops. He is well, fast, though. Well, that's relevant because obviously Mejia had a hell of a game yesterday. I don't know who the O center field was yesterday, but he almost made a hell of a catch on that play. Cedric Mullins. Was it Cedric? We love Cedric. He's the best. That would have been an unreal play. Kevin yeah, would have made it. He was close, but, for sure. Yeah, that great game overall. That was like what you said, Gibby, before the game yesterday. You were like, we need like one of those decisive wins, yeah. like kind of like the stress-free. And that wasn't even stress-free, like – the O's clawed back within 5-3 with one, runners on first and third with one out. And Pete looked like good old Pete. And he, wow, he looked really good yesterday. And then obviously yeah, today, was, no, he today was, on Monday, was very frustrating. But it's just we had runners on third with less than two outs, I think, twice. We had Wendell on third with no outs in like the second inning. Didn't get him in. And then we had Brett Phillips in the seventh with one out and... Well, that was, that was the story so, of the series is not getting in runners in scoring position. That was the, and then, and then we didn't get it. Bruhan didn't get in the tying run in the ninth inning, but that didn't matter ultimately because Meadows obviously had the walk off. So that was nice. Yeah. Randy's getting hot. That's what I like to see. And Randy. Yeah. Who was the person who said that, that Randy was going to get hot? Cause one of us said Randy was going to get hot in a previous year. Brie, was that you who said that Brandy was, was um, I, who, who said I said it on Twitter, hot? but Brian said it on the podcast. Yeah, Brian. Brian said on the podcast, shout out to Brian. Shout out. Shout we, out. we love Brian, but yeah, that was, we love a good guest luck. Yeah. Three home runs in 24 hours. I think that was what it was. Less than, less than 24, like, less than 24 like hours, 16 hours, probably or 14 hours. That's crazy. Quite well, He's getting his power. He's getting his power stroke back, which is something that the Rays desperately need. And he's also—I don't think he's trying to do too much. Like when you do too much at the plate, like Randy does, he doesn't do anything. 
he tries to swing for the fences every time. But when he kind of takes back, it's kind of like a golf swing. It's like when you swing the club really fast, you're usually not going to have a good outcome. And when you kind of just take it easy, it's usually better. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, uh, Bree, I, I don't know how much you've said on the series so far. How did you feel about the last two games? Last three games? Uh, no, two games. Two games. Uh, yeah, yeah. Much better than the last three games. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought McClanahan, I mean, he had to battle. He's still not. Oh, yeah. Like, I predicted his line, by the way. I got that did. right. He did, yeah. McClan- he looked pretty good, honestly. I mean, he's still not being super efficient, but like he's battling out there. His pitches look really good. Um, so I'll take that. Um, who came in after McClanahan? I know Fairbanks came in. Who was the guy who got into trouble? Yeah, was that exactly. a, 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 a was that Fire Eisen? Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't Fire Eisen. It wasn't all his fault though. No. Uh, uh Wander had an error, I think. And then Lau had an error. He did go on the yeah. Not saying that was Lau was not good in the outfield. Like he he's just I don't understand why we don't have Bruhan at second. Well, I guess not anymore. But Bruhan should all if they were playing the same game, Bruhan should always be in the outfield and and Lau yeah. should always be at second. Like, Bruhan's a better my only, outfielder. My only thing with that is we don't know what they're targeting right now. And whatever that could do could push Brandon to play in the outfield or it could push, you know, I don't know. They like they I think they're trying to get Brandon to learn out there and he's only going to do that by getting reps. I'd rather him get reps against a team like the Orioles than like the Red Sox, you know? So, I mean, it was a four error game, which is really, really bad for the Rays. I think broadcast said they hadn't had even a three-hour game since like early 2019 or something four errors seems ridiculously high yeah no it is ridiculously high i mean i don't know how often that happens like ever to anyone but you know the rays are a very strong fundamental defensive team and that was very uncharacteristic but fortunately the pitching was able to do enough and then the offense was just outstanding so you know, if we're going to win a game in which our defense makes four errors, then I'll take it. And by six, you don't win many. Yeah. You don't win many four error games, let alone by six. So that's yeah. a good sign. Exactly. Um, Mejia looked really good. Um, honestly, he framed really well, which like for me, I like I'm very I like defensive catchers and he's kind of not been the greatest in that. And he still he missed several like blocks. Which I mean, they're hard, but um, framing looks better. Obviously, he's great at the plate. That's why he's here. So I mean, that's good to see. Randy's destroying baseballs again, which is nice. Um, it's always good when he's destroying baseballs. Damn straight. Yeah, and then today, um, honestly, I'm gonna go on this soapbox again, and I feel like everyone's gonna get mad listening to this podcast. Oh, I'm mad. Michael right. Waka did not have a bad start. He really didn't. I guarantee you, if anybody else in our rotation has that start, nobody cares. Like he gave up three I, runs, I think, in five innings. Start. Yeah. You know, like he's he didn't walk anybody, which like it, I feel it, like our it, team it was is always walking people. Yeah, I mean, it was better. He didn't even get the four runs. So you know, exactly. I thought he looked pretty good. And you know, if our offense had actually you know gotten those runners in scoring position in, I don't think people are even caring what Mike Walker did. Because like he gave up three runs, we're gonna give up three runs a lot of games. Like it's just it just happens. So I thought he looked pretty good. Um, I know people are like complaining, but we have Archer coming back. We have guys in AAA coming up. The trade deadline's approaching. Patino's coming up. They look like they're gonna give him another shot at the rotation. So like, I like how he's looking. 
don't sit here being all, oh, Michael Walker is like the worst thing on the planet. He's not, and he's temporary either way. So like, chill. I'm actually <laughs> fine. I'm fine with with what they're doing with Patino because honestly, I think what the Padres did with Patino last year didn't work. So I think the Rays learned from that and said, we're going to give you as many opportunities as we can until you blow up. And then if you, and then if you blow up, then we're going to send you back down to the minors and actually let you get adjusted to everything. Because I still don't, I mean, again, we have to realize, especially with Patino, he didn't pitch above a ball until 2020 when he got thrown up to the majors. So he's still adjusting. And just because he went to the majors doesn't mean that he's going to be instantly better. It, it like, I, I think that they're giving him good opportunities and I think that they're, they're, they're controlling him. I think how they should be. I just think that a lot of us are on especially myself um, are on, are on patient and want to see him be out there and start performing immediately. Well, I like, I like how they're like bringing him back up for a, ser- a game against Cleveland who I don't agree. I didn't agree with, what was it like two or three weeks ago? He pitched against he he hadn't pitched in the majors in a long time, and then they brought him up to play against the Blue Jays, which is just like that was like an much... emergency thing, though. Like that wasn't like oh mm-hmm. yeah sure we'll try you out again. That was like oh holy hell we need a starting pitcher tonight. It's just <laughs> like deal. that was a very tough fortunate yeah, unfortunate situation for him because the Blue Jays obviously have a very good lineup, and it was in Buffalo or um, yeah it was in Buffalo yeah. too. So like that was just I felt really bad for him. That was kind of set up for him to fail, um, but. Cleveland's offense has been under underwhelming, I guess. I don't know really how the expectations were for their offense going into the year, but I mean, they've had three no hitters, in, I guess two no hitters and one complete game, no or hitless game or whatever you call it. Hitless um, shutout. Hitless shutout. Yeah. Notable, notable achievement. <laughs> but like, I mean, that's, I think, I just think that's a better opponent for him to kind of get back in his groove in the major leagues is on and all. I mean, it's probably going to come back and haunt me, but. They're just not as good as the Blue Jays' offense, so it's better for him to. It's a better situation for him. I don't think saying that's like a bad. I mean, obviously. Well, well I mean, we they lost could go the first off, game like, against runs, the Orioles. But so, I mean, that is true. That's a good point. Then we almost lost the last game, but we didn't, so it doesn't matter. It's hard to sweep a season series of any team. It's true. Did anybody just completely expect Meadows to strike out there? Like after Bruhan yeah. struck out, I was like, this I expected over. him to pop up. Just uh, infield fly. <laughs> I, thought it, I, I didn't I thought think it was, was going to happen. And then after 02, I was like, all right, this game's over. But he, I honestly, I got to give him credit. He, he fouled off pitches. He found his pitch. I mean, battling down 02, you're, you're surviving for your life there to, um, to stay in the count, stay in the at bat and do something. And, and he fouled off some pitches that would, that were really close to the zone, some fastballs at, at 96, 97 and found a good pitch and was able – I mean, he didn't drive it, but, like, was able to put a pitch in the outfield and gave him the win. It was a good pitch, too. Like, especially with a runner on third, like, 1-2-0-2 pitch, you can't do what you typically do is throw it low in the dirt because if it gets by him, it's a tie game. So, like, I think that was a pretty good pitch. It was out of the zone. It was just a really good piece of hitting. That was a hell of an at-bat. Yeah, I thought it was a really good at-bat. Um, give Since I gave uh, Rosarena the same credit for having a good, like, last two days, we got to give – uh, Frankie Mejia the same credit. He's yeah. straight crazy. You two player the game. Also, also the triple from uh, uh, from Brett Phillips. I think that was today. Yeah, right? yeah. the triple. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Love seeing love seeing Brett play well. He just he deserves it. He lo- we love Brett. He's the best. Um, a triple left center too, which is tough to do. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's extremely tough to do. But they hey they um they played well. They won the last two games of the series. 
great stuff. Um, have a chance to be in first place. If, all right, Blue Jays are within five to three of the okay. Red Sox. Springer just had a two-run home run. So. There we go. There we go. Good job. Bottom of the sixth. Good job, so. Georgie. I do want to say this. Is so obviously the Houston team in 2017 that that won, and the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because it has to do with with Springer. So the the Houston team in 2017 that that won the uh, the World Series and you know all the cheating stuff and all that kind of thing. Do like are there guys that are exempt from being hated on, like a guy like Springer or a guy like McHugh or a guy like um, what's his face, uh, a guy like. Um, uh charlie morton like are they are like like are they enough removed from it and they weren't really a part of it to where like it's okay that that we just celebrate them the hitters mostly the hitters that are getting uh the backlash for that because it was mostly like a hitters thing i would give the pitchers exempt from that yeah but I, I I don't see as much hate. I mean, I think there's a lot of hate from the Dodgers community still. And there's a lot of hate from like Yankees. all their division rivals and the Yankees. But I, I don't really like 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 Houston's brought up less and less as like the like oh my god, I, I hate I hate Altuve so much. The garbage. All these other, all, they're garbage, hot garbage. Like I, I don't hear that as much, you know, as as I as I did in past years when when the cheating scandal first came out, or or just I guess last year. So it's I I don't I don't think people are giving as much grief as they did before, unless it's one of the big rivals, um, or people or people that they took out in their playoff run. Like yeah. that's all I see it from, really. They did take us out. I, think, I guess not that year, but twenty twenty nineteen. Still doing the same thing. Uh, I think yeah. it's, I think like Altuve, Bregman, and Correa still get a really bad rap is because they were so non remorseful of it. Like they, like especially Correa, Correa was kind, I mean, he was an asshole about it. He was, he never like apologized for it. And I think that's why Springer kind of, and he's also not on the team anymore, but Springer seems to be, he seemed to be a little bit more remorseful of it. And he wasn't like a head ass about it. So maybe that's why. Yeah. I mean, I to my know. knowledge, That's just I, I know Bregman and Correa said stuff, but honestly, I don't even think Altuve said anything. Altuve was just like, we're, just go- we're gonna him. win. It doesn't matter. I think Altuve is just think... a hateable player, anyways, though. Like, yeah, I love Altuve. I think people just hate him because he was the leader on that team, and you're like, okay, well, if you're the leader, why didn't you stop? Which I get, but I don't know. That's a good point. Like, he seems like a good dude to me. I used I to know. really like him. That team was awesome. That team was a very fun team yeah. to watch. I mean, I can't stand Correa, but I have no problem with Altuve. Bregman's just weird. Bregman's also, I feel like, a very hateable player, but yeah, he is. Well, oh, I don't think I don't think any of us hate uh, George Springer. I think I think I think George Springer is too much of a likable guy for for any of us to hate. Yeah. Him. Um, yeah also, he 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 like left the Evil Empire, so it, it's good. It's good. That's true. That's true. Well, like we just said, Rays took two out of three. Oop, currently five four now. Five four possibly. Back to back, I think. Tiasker and Springer went back to back. There we go. I have them both on my fantasy team. That's a that's a oh, that's a big moment. <laughs> love it. Um, oh, let's go to So Rays are currently half game out. Uh, they got a, they got a four game series coming up. We're going to talk about that and any other news that's going on in the world of baseball on this latest episode of Raise the Roof after we take this short break. And we're back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. We have a couple of things to recap and or preview coming up. Obviously, the Cleveland four-game series starting uh, as of this recording. We're going to re- release this on Thursday. So today, this series will start. 
But uh, Bree has some roster news that uh, we want to go over before that starts. So, Bree, what is currently going on right now in terms of roster shakeups and or um, injury things with the Rays? Yeah, so first thing, JP Fireisen or Fire Hydrant, as we like to say, going on the injured list with shoulder discomfort. Um, so we'll see how much time he needs for that. But Chris Baza came up, uh, righty reliever, in his place. Um, and then after... This last game against the Orioles, Bruhan is getting option to AAA, and they are bringing up Luis Patino to start um, the first game against Cleveland. And then last one is Mike Brasso is activated off the injured list, and he is um, in Durham. I like right. I like Bruhan going down. He yeah, he's been struggling right now. Not it's even like his him. batting, his fielding was. Like the like a small play that you have to make is like the double play today that mm-hmm. didn't happen because he didn't like sidestep from second base. He slid into the the runner running from first to second. That's just you you got to know better than that. And that's just a young man mistake. So yeah, like for me, I think down. just watching him, it looks to me like he's trying to just rush everything. I feel like the game's kind of speeding up on him, which you hear all the time. People say that happens when they switch levels. So. Hopefully he can go back down to Durham and, you know, like calm down, get everything settled. And once he starts performing, I'm sure he'll be right back up, honestly. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we have a series to preview, the Cleveland series coming up. How are we feeling? Well, first off, Bree, what are the pitching matchups for this series? Yeah. So we only know the first day for us, really. But um, so game one is going to be Luis Patino versus Cal Quantrill. So... I, don't know. I think that's kind of a good matchup, honestly. It's a righty, not a lefty, which is always good for us. <laughs> um, game two, they have Zach Plesak going. Maybe Rich Hill for us. Yeah, I've got no idea. Game three, there is they're throwing out um, JC Mejia, who I have never heard of. He has a seven-five ERA. And he's a rookie. Yeah, not great. And then game four is Tristan McKenzie, who I love and I'm excited to watch. I think he's going to give us issues. Not going to lie. How many, how many of those are left-handers? Um, None of them, actually. That's good. That's good. Very yeah, so good. all righties. It's definitely good to hear, considering the Rays have their fits, many fits against left-handed starting pitching. Uh, so we have the pitching matchups for this series, or kind of. I mean, we have as, as much information as we have on it. I have Cleveland side. <laughs> yes, we have Cleveland side, and we have 25% of the Rays starting pitching. Uh, how, Isn't uh, Mike Zanino uh, really good uh, against left-handed pitching? Isn't that like yes. his, one of his things? Yes, he is. Yeah. Well, I think I saw, I think today they were saying he has a higher average against lefties, but he has more home runs against righties, which I think is weird. He had a big time walk today. So he did. The classic pinch hit walk by Mike Zanino, which never happens, but they fear big him. Time. Relievers fear, fear him, honestly. Hey, shout they out should. to Big Z. We love it. Big Z. We love it. But how are we, how are we feeling about this series? Good. That'll be a long one. It's yeah. it's not. We're like we're not until Sunday with this series. It's a four gamer. Those four gamers, man. Especially they on the are tough. They're tough. This post All Star break schedule has been so weird. Like, just yeah, the, straight out of the All Star break, three game road set. Yeah, back home weird. for three games, four game road set, then back home. Like, what is that? That is weird. Better be paying paying those uh, plane costs, Manfred. Yeah, racking up Stu's, the miles. Stu's not gonna Stu's not gonna take that, you know. He's a he's a, <laughs> he's a businessman. Not good. Um, I just hope when Rich Hill eventually, I think he'll be in this series. I just hope when he comes in, he 
he just gets like a like a normal start, you know, not like a four earn run kind of thing. Uh, back to where he was at in May, but like you know, there there was differences in, in in how pitchers could pitch in May to how they can pitch now. So it's kind of understandable. Um, the the decline. Uh, so I just I just like to see Rich Hill like produce like a, just a two two run in like six innings. Why not? Fantasy get, app get us, has get us Rich back. Hill going Friday. So. Now we have fifty percent! Yay! I don't know if that's accurate. I'm like searching each individual pitcher's name. I saw what Topkin tweeted today. He tweeted like the start of the rotation, and it was he had the pitchers, but he didn't know if they were going to be openers or not. So yeah, I'll try and find it because I know Fleming's going to go. Fleming is initially Fleming was scheduled to go tomorrow, so I don't know if he's getting pushed back. When was the I last guess? time Yarbs pitched? Like the second game of the series, right? No, that was he pitched the first game. First game. So he's not going to be. He might come in on Sunday. Yeah, he's probably Sunday. Okay, let's see. I do want to say, quick aside, I'm currently watching. uh, I guess USA and Canada are playing right now in softball in the Olympics. They're literally so like you know how the are in the All Star game they have the celebrity softball game and they just put like a fake fence in the middle of the baseball field and they like move oh, the yeah, bases up yeah i saw that yeah that's literally what they're doing for olympic salt are you kidding me this olympic uh, i'm sorry this olympics is a joke it's um, it's so ridiculous i i have the tweet by the way it's, okay uh, thank you i could not find it it's patino tomorrow obviously and then fleming or an opener on friday and then hill or opener on saturday and then yarborough or an opener on sunday okay. so we have a hundred percent. There we assu- go. I'm assuming Took some piece Fleming and Hiller are gonna just start, and then and then Yarborough is gonna get an opener. I think that's how they should play it. But I think honestly, you should go Fleming with an opener, and then Hill and Yarb start. But either way, sounds yeah, good. About about the softball team, you know, I assume you're trying to save some space in Tokyo. You know, there's not a lot of space there, so it's also like you no, know, it, it kind of, it, it it did look bad. I'll admit it. I'll admit no, it. No, it looks. It looked- I'm watching it right now. It looks atrocious. Like yeah. every, uh, everything, how it's all happened with the pandemic and all of that stuff and people and athletes are having to opt out and, and leave because of COVID and all. This is just, this is a mess. Such a mess. I, I just had to comment on it because I saw it and it just looked ridiculous. I mean, like, this is literally the Olympics. Like, you would think they would have their own softball stadium. Not literally, uh, just whatever. Sorry. I'm, I wouldn't expect them. That, that was my soapbox rant about how stupid that is. But uh, okay, back to the series now because that's that's you know you know we're trying to figure out kind of I don't know traverse the series and try to figure out what the heck's going on with it. The last time the Rays played Cleveland, uh, they swept that three game series, obviously ending in the combined hitless shutout, uh, seven eight no header, whatever the hell you want to call it. Are we expecting similar results to what happened in that three game series on the road in Cleveland this weekend? Well, you certainly hope so. I mean, you want to sweep. Um, I, I like the pitching matchups. I'm curious. Wait, who is the who is the Indians pitcher that's pitching on the last day that you said, Bree? McKenzie. Tristan McKenzie. Yep, Tristan yeah, curious McKenzie. About, curious about him. I think I think uh, a lot of the people who are pitching this this series, uh, like Yarbs and and Hill, and I forgot who else, but have had like they've been struggling in, in the starts recently. So it it's, it'll be good to uh, finally have a like a good good solid start um in in the second half of the season and just uh it's it's a good team to do it against you know kind of kind of just they're just kind of floating right now they're not really uh competitive so i mean actually they're second in the division i shouldn't have said that 
but that doesn't really matter because they're not gonna get the wild card but anyway uh yeah it should be it should be a good series just just chill against the indians uh win win two win three just just win just win baby <laughs> yeah i think we're probably gonna split i mean even though we did we swept them the last time like easily could have lost the first game even though i think we deserve to win that game we easily could have lost it i expect fleming to have a bounce back start after that start in atlanta last saturday where he did not look look too good i expect patino to have like a like a walker start today kind of like a three to four earn run in like four to five innings i don't know how long they're gonna how long his leash is and how long they're expecting for him to pitch but I don't think he's going to go too deep in the game. Uh, then Yarborough and Hill, I mean, expect what they usually do. Yarborough kind of been inconsistent recently, but um, I expect Hill to have another like three earned run game. But yeah, I, I think we're, I think we're going to win two. I think we, we should win the series. We should win at least three, but I don't think we're going to do that. Cleveland's like one of those weird place to play that we haven't obviously haven't played in two years. So it's gonna be it's gonna be it's tough to win there. So especially in a four game series. So I expect to win two. Mm. Defense has been weird lately, so wouldn't expect it to be um, any less weird at a away stadium that we don't go too much. Mm. Uh, Bree, thoughts? How you yeah, feeling? honestly, I'm pretty confident in this series. Um, Cleveland, you know, they're a pretty good team. Honestly, um, I don't know. I just. I feel like we're starting to get momentum. We're starting to win games that like games that are close that weren't going our way earlier in the season. They're going our way now. Um, so I don't know. I like our chances. I think, I think we could, honestly, I think we could sweep. I think we're probably going to win three. Um, I personally am looking for a Yarbrough bounce back start. Cause like his last start, it, it wasn't even bad. He probably shouldn't have been out for the six and he settled in after the first inning, but like, I mean, he said in his post-game interview, they're just little hits that are falling in, and it's really, really frustrating. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, I really want Yarbs to have a good start. But otherwise, you know, I'm excited. I like playing Cleveland. Yeah, it should be a fun series. All right, uh, keys to the series. We're going to start with Evan here. What are your raise the roof keys to this series? Like the length of the starting pitching, I think. I think especially with no day off for the bullpen. Bullpen wasn't used. I mean, it was used like a good amount, but it wasn't overly used in this past series. So that's good. But I think obviously I just said Patino like four to five innings. It depends. I mean, it depends if there's an opener. I don't. I don't know if there's going to be an opener for the last three games of the series. But I think each starter has to go at least five. I think. I mean, obviously that's always ideal. But I feel we just haven't done that a whole lot. I feel like our starting pitching doesn't have a ton of innings. So I hope that changes. And then I look for Pete to have to continue his success. And for Whistler, he had a kind of a rough outing today. He gave up a couple hits in a run today, I think. So I expect Pete to continue and Whistler to have a bounce back performance. All right, Gibby, up next, what are your keys to this series? You know, a guy who who really carried us this series, I'll just get, I'll just give it to him. Um, Randy Rosarena kind of gave us, helped us tremendously in these, in these last two wins. You know, Austin Meadows had the walk off in the, in the last game and then Frankie Mejia was like the had most had a lot of the points in the game before that, but really Randy being hot right now is giving this team a lot of uh, a a big boost in morale, and I think that needs to continue, and then that can alleviate some pressure on on the pitching and just 
enable enable our pitchers to have better starts. And if we get it started early, the confidence will soar because the teams don't really come back against us. We kind of come back against teams. I mean, it's it's happened sometimes, but you know, we, we're we're just a we're we're a good morale boost team, and we really respond to uh, adversity. So um, it'd be good to have some solid uh, starts. And, and just solid offense all around just to alleviate the pressure off, off the pitching so that our pitching can just chill out because they deserve it, honestly, because they, they win us a lot of games. Mm-hmm. They still they still do, but I feel like this is a more balanced team than Ray's team in, in the past. They have a little more offense than they did last year and a little less pitching, but still a very competitive team. So it's nice. All right. Bree? Nice series. Bree, your keys to the series? The big one for me is going to be the bullpen. Um, like Evan was kind of saying, I don't know how long Patino's leash is going to be. Um, but one thing to keep an eye on is McHugh pitched today. Um, I think he got at least two innings. So he's probably not available tomorrow. And I don't know when they'd feel comfortable like opening with him, if that would be the second or third game. Um, so if they do go with an opener, I feel like the two guys we used to open are usually – um, Kittredge or McHugh so but like honestly I'd expect Kittredge to be used tomorrow if um, Patino gets taken out early so then it's kind of like who's gonna open but yeah so if we could just the bullpen has been really really good through the course of the season they some of them have been kind of struggling a little bit recently but um, yeah I mean if they can lock it down it's weird because we have a great pitching staff but like you look at them individually and most of them don't stand out I mean, some of them do, but generally they don't. Um, I don't know. So just for me, the big thing is the bullpen. There's a good chance some of these are going to be closed games. So the bullpen's going to have to be pretty tight. And I think that'll be a difference maker in these games, as well as I'd like to see us start, you know, getting some guys in with runners in scoring position. We've seen how bad that's been in this Orioles series. So mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. I think this is going to be the up until August 1st. The Red Sox they have a they have a deadly run uh, against AL East opponents. It's the Yankees and the Blue Jays and the Rays, and then they get a, a, a break with the Tigers. But um, this should be now until August first should be the time when we can take first place from from the Red Sox because yeah. um, they didn't do too hot against the Yankees last series. Um, they didn't even do too hot against the Blue Jays last series. Um, I think I think a lot of our AL East opponents are really starting to. Uh, get what the Red Sox are doing. They're starting to figure them out. So this this next run for the Red Sox, I, I feel like can help the Rays uh get to first, especially especially since we're facing Cleveland and we've had success against Cleveland. So I mean I'm I'm I, I hope I really hope they they can get it this series, if not next series. Um just I, I feel like we we deserve first. So let's let's get let's get that to that first place. Yeah, I'm with you guys about the pitching. I think the pitching needs to get on their high horse right now. It's just it, they did look better though. I I will give the I will give the pitching credit because we kind of we kind of were very tough on them in our yesterday's podcast. But like they gave up three runs yesterday, then four runs today, which is not bad at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, four runs against the O's is kind of a lot, but like yeah, I think, it, I think they're it trying in the right. It starts with that Shane McClanahan start. Um, yeah. Trying in the right direction that's though. Good. So that's good. Yeah. I think one thing about us Rays fans in general is we have been so spoiled with pitching. Even when our teams weren't good, when we were kind of in the rebuilding phase, like our 
our starting pitching was like pretty decent. And now our worst pitchers, you could say, if you're really going to go and say our worst starters, like Walker or something, if you look at him, he's actually like an average pitcher. Like, I don't know. I just think we're very, very spoiled. And we've always been a pitching heavy team that hasn't had to rely on the offense. And now we are seeing our offense pick up whenever the pitching struggles. So... I I think it's just because, like, it's a stereotype. The Rays are a very stereotypical Mm -hmm. team, and um, it's just we're always good at defense and we're good at pitching. That's our two main values, and it's weird to see, like, one – I mean, honestly, both of those things haven't been the greatest recently, so it's weird to see that, and it's just unorthodox for the Rays. Yeah, exactly. But despite that, they're winning games, and, you know, maybe since the formula is different this year, the result will be different this year. Let's hope so. Um, Let's go – Hear that, Vegas? Yeah. yeah, let's hope so. All right, let's let's go into our uh, our players. I guess pick a player for this series. I'm gonna start with Bree here. Bree, who is your player that you're gonna pick uh, in this series? Man, I'm prepared. I'll, I'll take Yarbs. Okay, I, I hope like it's it. Yarbs. That's like a pick. You know, sometimes I pick people because I'm like, oh yeah, they're about to break out. This is not one of those picks. This is a pick where I'm just like, I want him so badly too. This is, this is a Brandon Lau pick. <laughs> yeah, this is my Brandon Lau pick. <laughs> <laughs> why guys should why guys do that to me i'm, I'm just I'm, hey it worked for you i'm just saying i hope it works for hey, you. knock on wood this is a sentimental pick and not uh oh yeah i think he's gonna start doing well pick all right, all right. <laughs> i hope he does all right let's go to gibby gibby who's your player i should pick a pitcher i'm gonna pick rich hill and patino oh he's Those picking two guys, two he's pulling to me i'll go i'll go, t- go two <laughs> why not um I want Rich Hill to bounce back, and I also want Patino to bounce back from uh, being absolutely clobbered last time he came up. I mean, not, I don't think he—I don't think it was really that bad, but um, it could have been bad. I, I don't—I don't remember. Um, but uh, it'd be good to see good to see our boy Patino again. Um, like to see that pay off a little more. But you know, like like Alex said, he's only played a ball, and then he went up to the majors. He's still adjusting. It's gonna take time. This probably won't be his uh, last trip down or up either, so it'll be nice. It'll be nice to see our boy Patino again. All right, Evan. So I'm gonna do a player, then like a prediction, I guess. Um, okay. So I'm gonna carry over my prediction from the Indian series, is, or the sorry, the O series, is that I think, especially against four right-handed starters, I think Meadows is gonna go yard. He's due. He hasn't he hasn't hit a home run, and I feel like a long time. And I'm going to go with another lefty bat as my player pick for a G-Man. I think G-Man's going to have a good series. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's, I like been like, he's been pretty good, but I feel like he could be better. Um, he obviously had a home run in Atlanta, which was good to see. But I think he's going to get more consistent behind the or at the plate. And, yeah, I expect him to have a good series. I think the Rays could have a ton of runs this series, like a ton. Like they could, they could really uh, do some damage. I, feel I like think it's gonna be a high score. I think like for how bad, I don't know why, but I think that it's gonna be a high scoring series too. Like the Indians don't have the, the Indians don't have the best offense, but if I was a if I was a betting man, I would hit the over in these games because I think it's gonna hit. Yeah, I like it. All right, well, um, of course I'm sticking with Bilal. Need him to keep doing what he's doing. Um, he he did not look good on whatever the hell that fly ball was. That was an ugly, ugly play. Um, he needs to rebound from that. Just get the confidence back. Uh, I think that's going to be huge for him um, and just needs to play well in this series. I'm trying to think of guys that like I haven't picked in a while or just like, I don't know. Hmm. You know what? This is going to be like a weird out on the limb one, but Brett Phillips. Ooh. I mean, he got the triple today. I think that however many games they play him, it'll be, you know, it'll probably be like one or two. 
He just he just needs to continue to do what he's been doing in the outfield. The Rays outfield in terms of like outfield assists is one of the best outfields, if not the best outfield in baseball. That's between him, yeah, between him, Margot, and Kiermaier, I think they have like what do they have like twenty four something something like that. I don't know the number, but it's ridiculous. But, yeah, it's insane. So having him play well in center field and then contribute at the plate. I mean, left field is much easier to hit a home run at progressive field than right field. I'll put it that way. Sorry, right field is easier to hit a home run than left field, and he's a lefty, so it, it works out for him. So if he can pull it, hit a home run, even hit it to the gaps, the gaps are huge. My backup pick is G-Man Choi. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> what Whoa. the? <laughs> Whoa. He's stealing picks. I already, stealing I already picks. called that. Did you actually? I definitely it's, heard it's that. It's fine. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I did. I did call. <laughs> All right. Well, then I second that. Great pick, Evan. Yes, thank Two you. Two G-Mans. <laughs> All right. News around baseball. I mean, it's only been a couple of days, so there, I, I don't really think that there's much notable news. Uh, Vladdy had a home run tonight. Tatis had a home run earlier today. What else am I missing? What's up with Yerman Mercedes? Did you see that? No. Well, no. What happened? So he, like, removed all the White Sox stuff from all of his, like, accounts. And then he posted something on his story saying he was retiring. <laughs> but then he deleted it. So like, I don't know what that's about. Is he like 22 years old? I think I'm older than him. Some uh, no, I think he's an old rookie. Oh, he like, is. I think so. Because this was his how does, year, but I think he was. Old. How does one go from like the story of baseball? Oh, yeah. To literally retiring. Yeah, hold on. As a rookie article. Does he have the yips? No, is I it, think Tony totally Larusa broke him. He was such an ass to him, like. But that's that. I mean, not like how bad of an ass? I, I honestly, I'm, I'm ignorant to the. Your whole manager story. calls you clueless. So, in, in I don't what know. context? That was the uh, when he swung three zero in the ninth inning off of Williams. Oh Estadio yeah, the home against run. against a fucking position player pitching. That was. Yeah, it is bad to ha- not have your manager at your back, especially in a very controversial issue like that. It's not like Yerman was clearly out of the wrong. Like that was a very bad. No, it's baseball. If you want to yeah, hit exactly. a home run, screw it. Exactly. If you then don't if you don't want that to happen, first of all, don't go down 3-0 and first and don't have a freaking position player in the game. Yeah, yeah maybe don't be losing so bad yeah, that you have to put a position exactly. player in. And if you get like, butthurt about that, that's just too damn bad because it's a professional sports league. Like that's incredible. And I'm just disappointed in in the Russo because you I feel like you always have your players back. Show me the ring. Unless you do something yeah. completely egregious, but like yeah, but that he was just playing baseball, and his yeah. manager called him clueless, and a lot of his other teammates were trying to back him up, and then his manager said, you know, you guys have lockers, I have an office, which still blows my mind. Oh, and then he got hit by the, who was it? Who was, was it the Indians? It was the Twins. The Twins hit him with a pitch the next day, and Tony LaRusso was like, yeah, like, I understand why they did that. I mean, you just... You gotta fight for your players. Was, that's, I think that's inexcusable. Why are yeah. Tony LaRusso, man? But Tony the Russo in the Southside jerseys is maybe the best uh, baseball picture meme. of all time. That was a good meme, but still firing. He's still a dick. And he's not going to get fired because they're doing well. But I feel like they're doing well in spite of him rather than because of him. You know? Yeah, yeah I already knew he wasn't going to get fired. I mean, he already had to I do mean, I don't think before. he's doing a whole lot, honestly. There's not yeah. a whole lot he can't do. Yeah. I but think I people, could manage I've, that team. And I've got from like people saying, well. oh, fire Tony LaRusso to people are now saying, like, is he going to be the manager of the year? Like, unironically. And I'm like, I That's ridiculous. don't see it. Honestly, he could, I guess. But I don't know. It's stupid. I hope that kid's not retiring. I wish they would trade him somewhere else, personally. Because he, he was a Rookie of the Year candidate the first like month and a half. He was an season. MVP candidate the first. Screw Rookie of the Year. He was bad yeah. 400. <laughs> yeah. 
So I don't know. Personally, I think him and Mike Ford would be outstanding in the Durham Bulls organization. Hey, Mike Ford's killing it right now. I know. Bring I him up. We have him. Honestly, yeah. I wouldn't mind if they had him up as a um as a as a bat coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean, they could have extra I, first base depth too. Yeah, I mean, I think if if we have a first baseman get injured, well, I guess probably Brasso would come up first. Honestly, but I would rather have Ford than Brasso to be honest. I get that, but I don't know if Ford is on the forty man. Uh, oh, so he would. So there would have to be a move that would have to switch him onto the forty man. Okay. Yeah, I could be wrong. Maybe he's on it, but I'm not sure about that. I would. I would much prefer having Ford. I mean, he's looked really good in AAA, and I think honestly, yeah. he just needed out of New York in order to be good. Like as, as stupid as that sounds, some players just perform better in different places because there's less stress. Like, no one's going to care if he does bad in Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay fans just, like, we appreciate any contribution to the team regardless how good or bad you are. A contribution is contribution. In New York, if you don't contribute, then, like, you're literally going to die, quote-unquote. Well, and it's just tough to – if you're struggling as a hitter and you're not a day-to-day player, it's tough to get your confidence back. It's like yeah. Brasso. That's why Brasso has not been a very – like, as good as he used to be because I think I don't think he – necessarily plays as much so it's tough for him to get back in the groove of things it's it's exactly like yoshi yoshi i still think yoshi's a good player but he struggled at the beginning and he didn't play as much as he needed to be to get back in that confidence and he's doing well too in triple a finally that's good glad glad to see that margot seems to be close which is big because we need Mm -hmm. our right-handed bats to be better against the lefty hit lefty pitchers so i expect him to come back probably next week so that's really good Gibby, it sounded like you were about to say something. Oh, no. I was just saying, let's go to uh, Yoshi doing better in AAA. That's what we love to hear. We love to hear Yoshi doing better. And the, I, I do have his shirts. Red I did buy his shirt seat, by the way. And, and the Red Sox just went back to useless back. Article Are you uh, kidding me? I hate that. Yeah. Oh, Martinez you. and Renfro. No! Screw you, Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Stop I it. <laughs> I love him. I can't even lie. Uh-huh. I think it's very funny. He's doing it. It's he has 15 bombs this year. 15. It's so annoying because the Rays like we always complain about not having that right-handed bat, and we've gotten that right-handed bat. Like, like we've had like Carlos Gomez. We had him. He was horrible for us. We had CJ Crone. He was pretty decent for us though. And then Renfro we had, and he was just so bad. Like I don't think it's the lack of right-handed bats. We just don't find the right one, or we don't find it at the right time, or that. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's having honestly in terms of OPS. He's having one of his best seasons, and he's having his best season in terms of on-base percentage. Uh, in terms of a full season, he's having his best season by far. That would have been nice. It just doesn't make sense because it's not like the the drop is like a righty or lefty friendly ballpark. Like, no, I just think he didn't adjust because it was 2020. Honestly, I think oh, yeah. he just he had a down year because a bunch of guys ended up having a down year. So that just man, that sucks. This Jay's comeback is gonna be crazy. <laughs> man, you better manifest this into reality, Jesus Lord. Oh, I mean, it's off of freaking Romano too. I think I, I think the race could be up like eight to three against the Blue Jays with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, and I still wouldn't be comfortable. So yeah, it's the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are after the Blue Jays are on baby Jays. Especially after two years ago when, when we were up like seven in the bottom of the eighth and they came back and won. Yeah, they they are a scary team, but hey, scary is scary means more competition. More competition is fun. Um, do we have anything else to talk about in the world of baseball, or, or are we all wrapped up? Um, the all-female broadcast. I thought it was really good. I get a lot of people didn't like it because it was very non-traditional in the sense that it was more stat cast-like. Like, it wasn't like your typical Dwayne NBA just, like, you know, shooting the breeze, talking. Yeah. They were, like, 
pounding out the stats. They, I've honestly never seen a baseball game that researched ever. I don't think so. I liked it, but I get why it would be everyone's cup of tea just because it was a lot of, you know, stats stuff. Like it, and it was kind of, it was just weird because like typical baseball games and typical sports games anyways are like, you have the main commentator, you have the color commentator, and then you have the sideline reporter. And there, it, there, there was just no like kind of style in that. I feel like in last night's game, I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It was just, it was just different. Yeah. What I think we're yeah. All used it was to. different. I liked it a lot, but yeah, I thought it was cool. I want I think- more games on YouTube like that. Or I, I don't I know, know if do, I want I more games on YouTube. I don't like the YouTube games. I think they're terrible. Really? I kind of like them. Uh, I, mean, I don't like. I don't like the guy that usually does it. But it's so I'm, easy to watch. Well, I just think that like the production of the games suck. I mean, it's not worse than Valley Sports. I don't. Yeah, think. yeah. I was gonna say in terms of like being a Rays fan. I mean, you're you're literally talking about you know comparing it to probably one of the worst uh, regional sports networks. Yeah. So I mean, that was I, the only complaint I had, the only but. complaint I had about the YouTube stuff is the crowd noise is so loud. The one guy whistling, it sounded like he was like literally whistling into the microphone. And there's that annoying that kid that worst. just kept yelling "Go Rays!" I swear to God, I don't know who that kid hey, is, but I, I hear like him that at every kid. game. Hey, we're trying to That's keep funny. the Rays fans. Alex, yeah. not push from away, I like so that, Alex. On. That's fine. I don't like the whistling right into the freaking microphone. Or the but... sheesh people. Are there any cowbells <laughs> in the mics? I didn't hear him. Also, is that a Florida thing? Is Cowboys like a... a... No, it's yes. literally just a raise thing because oh, it's of a like... raise thing from when we Cause... passed them out in the World Series, and then we had the yeah. highest decibel in a stadium like ever. It was like the loudest thing. Yeah, because it was a bunch of Cowboys. Like, it was I one guess... of the loudest things since the World Cup. It's also a Mississippi State football thing because I remember mm-hmm. I went to it was like a 2011, 2013 Outback Bowl when Michigan played Michigan State or Mississippi State, and it was unbelievably loud because they all had cowbells and it was so annoying. But yeah, Texas Texas Tech games are annoying. They, they fire two like uh, things every like like rifles every time they score. It's really loud. It scares you. It'll get you. That's like the cannon for the Bucks. Yeah, but that thing will catch you off guard. It is a cannon for Maryland games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Evan doesn't care. We love going to Maryland <laughs> football games. No, we don't. <laughs> let's let's be honest here, folks. It's, no, we don't. It's, it's loud on TV. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's it's a depressing vibe, but it is what it is. No, uh, I, I was going to say, so the kid, like, I appreciate his enthusiasm, but it's just like in my head, I just get like bogged down by the amount of, he just says the same, like, like I need him to like switch up what he's saying and i don't want to hear go raise 557 times in a game i do <laughs> i want to hear it in like chance you not just sit next to game. me during a game you, you would love it I mean, honestly i, I would shout. really I, I would really enjoy to to live vicariously through gibby at a baseball game especially at away games i love i love going to raise away games it's like the i think it's one of the best things to do it's so fun just like, especially at fenway you just sit next to some drunk boston dude and it's hilarious to talk to him about the raise because he has no idea who anybody on the raises and it's hilarious but it is like opposing the the or i like bowling the opposing uh left fielder hey you gotta do it you gotta do it i respect Wait, ran, the hustle random question but have you, either of brie or gibby have you been to a weight raise game before yeah yes yeah i've only been to one though and it was for oh, the miami this year. game yeah. yeah the miami game and it was covid so there was like nobody in the stadium and like nobody was yelling it was really absurd like i would yell and then people would look at me and i was like okay sorry <laughs> a while back but i went to like a, a braves versus rays game that'd be fun it's like every game that i go to is an away game because like that's it's the only true. place that I can yeah. see them. So like it's weird going to home games because I'm not used to going to home games. I'm used to going to road games. 
Me too. And I can't, I, I can't wait until they come to Philly. Oh man, that's going to be fun. And then, the, and the best part about it from my perspective is that no one in the world is even going to attempt to try to go for autographs. So like we're in the clear. Yeah. It's just so much easier. Like meet your favorite players on the road. Oh my God. Mean. It's so much easier but, to get a ball too. Like you bro, go to the no bullpen. one cares about Brandon Lau. I am going to be in <laughs> such euphoria. It is going to be insane. <laughs> I got I got two games. Alex is gonna be like a four year old on that. Uh, it's, it's gonna be so like he's gonna be like a little kid in the ballpark that day. Oh my god, I am going to be in heaven. Like literally, no one else is going to go for autographs. So like I got it. Like I'll just yell at all of them, and they'll be like, "Look, it's the one race fan. We have to embrace him." I know. <laughs> go to the bullpen too. It's really fun to go to the bullpen because they'll talk to you. I should go over to the and like. And the best part is, is that no one knows anyone in the bullpen. So I can be like, hey, Colin. Uh, That's exactly what I did. The game that you and I both went to is so easy because we, we were in the outfield and we the outfield, the bullpen. This is how we get Colin anymore. on the podcast, guys. I'm going to go to the bullpen in Philly and I'm going to be like, hey, Colin, I know you do a podcast. I don't, I don't, I don't know when the last time you've done it is. Well, same with Pete. I do a podcast. Pete does yeah, a Pete. Podcast yeah, oh, my too. God. We can get Pete I told him Colin that. on the podcast. I was like, Pete, I love your podcast. I don't think you heard me, but. Oh, this is how it happens. We can get him on the podcast. This is how we do it. Connections. We are we're 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 playing it out right now. All right. Well, I think on that note, we're gonna end it here on this latest episode of Razor Roof. Thank you guys so much for listening, taking the time to listen. We really, really appreciate all of your support and everything um, that we've been doing. Uh, if you guys, again, uh, just repeat everything that I said at the top. If you guys don't follow what we're doing here at Razor Roof, our social media accounts, Razor Roof TV, our Twitch channel, Razor Roof Twitch, our YouTube channel. Raise the Roof, our website, RaiseTheRoofTV.com, if you guys want to sponsor us. Um, anything that we're doing, podcast, or just anything at Raise the Roof. Or if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns about what we're doing here on the podcast or anything at Raise the Roof, RaiseTheRoofTV at gmail.com. Make sure to email us there. We'll get back to you guys as soon as possible. And for this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, make sure to subscribe, share, and leave us a review. With, that, with, with all that being said, thanks so much for listening. And as always, raise up. Raise up, baby. Raise up. Raise up.